Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For most of us, sheltering in place means staying at home. But what if your only home is a shelter or even a tent? St. Louis Metropolitan Police Chief John Hayden told his department to refrain from clearing encampments during the spread of COVID-19. That's what the CDC advises. But the city seems to be giving mixed messages on that front. And joining us today to talk about it is Alex Cohen. He's an advocate for the homeless and part of the newly formed grassroots collective Tent Mission STL. Alex Cohen, welcome to the show. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me and covering this issue. And we're also joined today by Chico Williams. He's been living in a tent downtown, and he's joining us to talk about that. Chico, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad you have me on the show. So, Alex, let's start with you. I understand that officers visited the encampment downtown on April 9th. What happened in that visit? Yeah, well, um, there was a lot leading up to that, including um, mixed messaging from different officers coming into the encampments and saying, at one point, this is federal property, so you need to get off. And then also, we're going to start enforcing the curfew Friday, Mm -hmm. and then we'll actually enforce the curfew tonight. And that um, day where they said in the morning, we're going to enforce it on Friday, and then we're going to enforce it at night, they explicitly said that we're going to clear the humans at 10 p.m. when the curfew happens and that the Parks Department would show up at 4 a.m. and clear whatever belongings were left. No one came at 10 p.m., but at 4 a.m., the police and Parks Department showed up with dump trucks to um, clear the camp. And when you say curfew, this is a curfew that's in place um, because of the coronavirus pandemic. This is a curfew that existed before. It's a park curfew at the parks downtown. Okay. I didn't even realize they had that. So there's a a longstanding parks curfew. They announced uh, last week that they're going to enforce this thing. They're going to show up at 10. They didn't show up at 10. They showed up at 4. But I understand they didn't clear away all those tents. What happened? Yeah, honestly, it was a, um, I think everyone who showed up on behalf of the city was also very confused on um, who sent them and why they were there. And many um, called out that they did not want to be there and that this person was directing them to be there. One person said, City Hall is my boss. One person said, Todd Walterman is directing this. And we still don't have a clear answer as to why. Who told them to be there? No one's, no department is taking responsibility for it. And um, the mayor is saying she can't figure it out either. So because of the confusion that literally unfolded on the scene and the presence of activists and other people there and the the unhoused people kind of standing up for themselves, they just left and nothing happened. Hmm. Chico, were you there at four in the morning when the officer showed up? Uh, Yes, I was here, but it was down at the other tent tent area. They uh, they had got the wrong location. They're supposed to be down this encampment, but they didn't come down to this encampment. They went down to the uh, other the other tent area. So you know we was we was waiting on them, but they did not come. So okay. you know so we just left it at that. So you were waiting, thinking they might show up. They did not show up at the encampment you were yeah. in. Yes, because they said because they said it was going to come down here. This was the uh, the tent area that they should have removed because cops told us this is the one they were moving that the mayor wasn't worried about the other tent area. So they got mixed messages or whatever, and they went to the wrong the wrong part of the park. And, you know, so we were just, you know, you know, just still, still waiting on them. We were, some of us was waiting on them, but, you know, they didn't come here. They went down to the other area. So we were just 
free. And so it, am I getting this right that there's sort of two encampments, Alex, part of the same park or part of different parks downtown? So, yeah, there's an encampment at um, 14th and Market, and then there's an encampment on Tucker and Market, and um, that's just the encampments on Market. You know, there's um, other encampments throughout the city, but um, the interesting thing, and to add to the layer of confusion, is um, like Chico was saying, the warnings were coming to the Market and Tucker encampment from these different lieutenants and police officers, and then at 4 a.m. they actually showed up to the 14th and Market encampment, which never received any warning um, or any kind of signs like this. So that just added to the layer of dysfunction that was clearly visible that's happening within the city. Boy, as you say, just a lot of confusion here. Um, Chico, I'm wondering, have you had any interactions um, with police officers or people threatening to clear your encampment since um, that date on April 9th? Uh, the only one was um, a boy hurt that, you know, he came, you know, after the situation and just had a talk with us and stuff like that. It was trying to get us to move over to the city hall a lot. But, you know, didn't nobody want to move over there. We, we was like, well, if you want us to move over there, uh, I think the mayor would be more upset if she didn't know because she already said she was disgusted looking looking out the window, seeing these tents here. So I was like, we're not moving over there because uh, that will make her up more and more angry that she see us parked on a lot, and so she got out of car, and so she see it number 10. So I just think that was a plot to get us off her so they could set the signs up stating no tents allowed on this premises. So that's what they're trying to do, hmm. get, us up, you know, get us up off of here so they can put no signs up, there's no tents allowed on this premises right here because they surely want to, want to try to get us up off of here. Okay, so you got the sense they wanted you guys to move closer to City Hall. That did not feel like a safe zone for you, and, and you thought that was maybe a chance to clear where you were at. Yeah, the correct. Alex, what's, what's your read on that? Do you think Chico's maybe assessing that properly? Yeah, I think, um, and I think it's 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 very confusing and hard to read the directives that are coming out from the mayor's office because at one hand you have this directive from the CDC, the health department and the chief of police. And then you have lieutenants coming up and issuing this directive. So either the mayor is issuing directives against CDC guidelines and her police chief, or there's rogue officers in her ranks. And neither one of those look good. And neither one of those are good in this pandemic on how to assessly, like, assess needs and assess supplies and assess resources and know how to respond. And so it's just created this extra layer of work that is unnecessary that is preventing, you know, the actual life-saving work from happening. Mm-hmm. Now, Alex, the city says it's leased the former Little Sisters of the Poor uh, nursing home. That's at 3225 North Florissant Avenue. And it had touted that it has 125 rooms there, that it wants to try to move the homeless population into that. Do you know if, if a lot of people are taking them up on that offer? Well, um, it's not all that it seems. So the city has rented the building, but to this day, they still only managed to sign a contract for 26 beds. Mm. That 26 beds is for men only without symptoms of COVID-19. Um, and since then, the city has opened, basically brought back online 75 winter outreach beds to prevent the unsheltering of that 75 people. But in the weeks of trying to address this pandemic and get shelter, the city's only managed to really create 26 new capacity beds. And that's not even for people who test positive for COVID-19 without Mm. homes. 
Is there a lot of competition for those 26 beds? People are lining up wanting to get those spots? Um, so, for instance, yesterday we got somebody in, but it's hard because they'll be they'll be full, and then maybe some people will leave, and then they'll be full again. So there is this form that's taking place that's kind of this waiting list, but it's not um, – because there's not enough capacity to fill everyone, mm-hmm. right when you meet someone that says, I want shelter, you don't have a place to tell them to go to. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a waiting game to see if something's going to you – know, a referral doesn't show up or something like that. Chico, is this something that you would like to take advantage of? Are you hoping to to get one of these spots? Uh, uh, Canada, our community is basically saying that they they don't want to be in a shelter to where you're just four feet away from the next person and they may be coughing or anything like that, that they like their space. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what, you know, some of them is looking for in the community. And then also some of them was just looking forward to what the uh, someone from the mayor's office came and said they was going to uh, supply rooms at the motel for for them, and you know, but you know that that haven't had happened or not or anything like that because you know we indicated that if that's happening, then we don't just want to be in there for a day or two weeks or whatever, and then we're back out out here, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was your main goal was to get us into a place so we can get off of this uh, property. Uh, but when we get up the uh, get off the property, that you know they're gonna put them signs up. So a lot of people was like in disagreement unless they you know write up some type of contract or something like that indicating that we'll be in there until the covert incident and then and then you know at least you know help us out with at least one or two uh, meals a day you know to uh, you we could go out and get our own the rest of the time uh, in order to uh, you know for them for us to leave leave this property here. So you're saying people don't want to lose the spot that they have and they don't want to lose access to services like meals where they know where to get them. Those are some big uncertainties for people uh, that that make them not want to move. Yeah, you're correct because they don't want to move. So, you know, if they can guarantee the fingers for at least two meals or whatever, then if anyone wanted anything else, then, you know, they they would be, uh, you know, happy to uh, come out and and, and get their food and just go back to the room. But, you know, when I put those stipulations with the guy that came from the courthouse, then he was like, well, I don't know about that, but we got to see. But his main goal was oh, was to come over here and see what's the tent six feet apart. And they are six feet apart from each other and stuff like that. He was still, you know, doing what was told told that we, that we had to do, wear masks and things like that. So, you know, and we keep the area clean. So, you know, it's not like somebody had to come and clean up our masks. We do our own cleaning up, and we keep the area really, really clean. And, you know, the only thing you see is nets, like nothing, nets and tents. That's about it, you know. Okay, and you say those tents, you're keeping them six feet apart. Um, Alex, what are some other things that, that people in this community are doing to try to prevent the spread of COVID, even with the limited resources they have? Are, are you seeing people take proactive measures? Yeah, I think as much as people can with having little resources, you know, um, and they have plans in place. And our biggest fear is outreach workers. We're doing seven days a week distribution. And so we sanitize everything. We limit points of con- uh, contact. We try and address the situation that, like, we don't want to introduce our germs into their community um, because it's more likely that that would be the case than them actually giving it to us because mm-hmm. they're in a, a close-knit community. And so we're working on keeping people out of their community and just letting them do what they need to sanitize. And so 
we're trying to get the water stations that the city put out to actually refill them because most of the times they're empty. So it's hard for people to wash their hands and all the hand sanitizer is sold out. So when we have it, we try to get it to them. And, you know, with what little resources, we're trying our best. But And so is everyone in the encampment, understands the severity of this, is taking their own precautionary measures, but they can only do so much with little resources. Mm-hmm. So in terms of things that would be helpful right now, um, it sounds like from talking to you, Chico, that people would just like some assurances on some of these points that they're worried about. Alex, you mentioned better refilling of these water stations. Um, anything else that comes to mind as a need that, that could be filled at this point if, if people were just paying attention or willing to put resources into this? I I would just say that I think the the outreach work that we do is great, but it's not sustainable. And we need the city government to step up quick because this peak is in two weeks for Missouri. And the projections are that 40 percent of the unhoused population will become infected with COVID-19. The city has zero quarantine beds for people who test positive and do not have homes. Hmm. They're planning send everyone to St. Louis County, who in the same time where the city has only created 26 non-quarantine beds, has created 300 quarantine beds, which is 75 more than their projected capacity. And so now the city's planning just to send everyone to the county, but that is quickly going to become an overwhelmed resource. And so the city and the health department and everyone needs to come together and work quick to get quarantine shelter in place and social distancing shelter in place. And it is just a myth to continue to say that there's beds for everyone because it is not true. Hmm. Well, that's a great call for action there. And it's good to hear about these specifics of of what we could be doing. Chico, um, any thoughts from you on what you'd like to see happen or or what we could do to support um, you and your fellow tent mates during this time? Uh, Well, I'll just say basically uh, Alex uh, hit the nail, you know, Right on. So, you know, people are basically looking for that, too. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That's great. Well, it's good to know there's a very clear message you guys are sending today on, on what people want. I did also want to read one message that just came in on our Facebook group page. Keith writes, the CDC guidelines explicitly say that government should not clear encampments during the pandemic because doing so is dangerous to public health. So it would be sending mixed messages as well as be highly hypocritical for the mayor to insist that citizens follow the CDC guidelines while at the same time the city is refusing to follow that same public health advice. Um, so that's one thought from one of our listeners. Um, well, Alex Cohen of Tent Mission STL, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. And with that work you're doing, if people want to contribute, do you guys have a, a way that they can support the work that you frontline workers are doing at this point? Yeah, our Venmo is um, Tent Mission, and people can donate there or look up the hashtag Tent Mission STL and follow our work. Okay, great. Well, thank you for that information. And Chico Williams, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, thank you. Yes, and good luck to you as as you uh, continue. Please stay safe out there. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.